Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's Health IT Influencer Spotlight with former CIO Bill Spooner. In this segment, Spooner talks about the surprising area in which the industry still lags far behind, why the emergence of new roles makes it even more critical for CIOs to continue to evolve, and the tremendous impact a chief experience officer can have in improving satisfaction. The biggest thing that I that has really exploded in the past four years since I left Sharp, I think I may have gotten out at the right time, is cybersecurity, as you know. And it's just fascinating, the changes and the uh, sophistication, both of the hacking methods and the the methods of defense and the models that are coming into place with the, the NIST framework and so forth. And so I'm enjoying somewhat staying up to speed through those avenues. Right. And when you're in that advisor capacity, going in and doing those IT assessments, in the case of the organization where a CIO was leaving, uh, I can imagine that it's really interesting doing that from the perspective that you have now, and sure that you're really able to draw a lot from your own experience in, in doing things like that. What has been really interesting to me, and I, I guess I didn't really appreciate that having been in one organization for such a long time, is looking at organizations and seeing the variety of philosophies that they approach, their patient care models. As I left Sharp, I thought that, there, that the rest of the country would be farther along in terms of patient-centered medical homes and clinically integrated networks, all those buzzwords. And I've just seen such a variety from area to area, including one organization who needs to remain unnamed, where the CEO said, we'll never have managed care in my town. Oh, and, Okay, good luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good luck. But there's just to be able to see the, to see the different models, the different philosophies that, that organizations are bringing. And then I, I translate that back to the vendor environment or the consulting organization environment. I appreciate the knowledge that they gain from experiencing and exploring all of those different models, something that uh, I probably didn't fully appreciate while I was working in, the, in a single organization for a long time. Right. One of the things that comes up as an issue of importance is the CIO's relationships with other C-suite leaders, and that's something that I'm sure is really interesting, particularly since we're seeing new roles pop up or at least you know, new functions, but things like uh, chief experience officers. And I would think that's something where it's really interesting to kind of see it now from your perspective. It is interesting, and there are probably four or five new officers, the CISOs, Chief Information Security Officer or something, that has emerged in the past few years. And lots of discussion about whether that should report to the CEO, the CIO, uh, the audit committee, and so forth. And then there's the Chief Health Information or Health Informatics Officer, which mm -hmm. seems to be an evolution from the CMIO. And that's really uh, the physician who's, who's more into the analytics side rather than the workflow side. And the Chief Digital Officer. Oh, yeah. And that is very interesting. As you look at some organizations, you just have to realize the challenge for the CIO. The world is changing so quickly. And, you know, it's a challenge for the CIO to stay abreast of everything. I've seen some organizations have just said, oh, we're, we're hiring in a digital officer. And then two weeks later, the chief information officer is gone. And so you have to wonder, would it seem logical that that chief information officer would have evolved and to include the new digital apps and so forth under their umbrella? But apparently the organization wasn't satisfied that it was going fast enough. 
what really makes it incumbent upon the CIO to, to really be evolving with the organization. I have to say, I've, I've talked with a few CIOs over the past couple of years who were at the C-suite, at the executive table, and suddenly were, were removed from there for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But I see fewer and fewer cases where the CIO is not at that level. If I go back 20 or 25 years ago as a CIO, why don't I get to the executive table? How do I get in the room? And that seems to have repeated a few cycles over the years, but that's pretty well quieted down. Most organizations recognize that their CIO is at the table. And you know, clearly, they may not be involved in some of the strategic decisions, but for the most part, they're there. They're not coming in and taking orders and leaving. They're part of the decision process. And you see that more and more. You see lots of variations on it. You see variations on where the CIO reports. But for the most part, they are at the table. And I think that's the important part. Yeah. And you bring up a really important point with digital because we're starting to see more CIOs who are really making sure that they understand that role and make digital part of their strategy, especially as, as we see so much um, evolution in, in that way with, with the, uh, in terms of things like you know, patient engagement or consumer engagement. And you know, it, ha- having that knowledge seems to be really important going forward. Yes, and the role of the chief experience officer, I think, is probably separate from all of those. Mm-hmm. And, and that really is getting the whole organization to take a much different view of the patients that they're serving. That was something that we were fairly early on at Sharp when we, we brought in an organization and really decided that we wanted to almost change our culture. This started around 2001, and we we branded it the Sharp Experience. It's still labeled the Sharp Experience. We always got a kick out of one of the competing organizations in town who said, we're going to do the Sharp Experience next year. You know, it became a standard label. But that really was moving the whole organization to a better perspective on the patient in the same manner as a customer is expected to be treated in any other organization. I'm strongly, strongly in favor of that chief experience officer role. I saw what it did for us at Sharp. Sometimes I will admit that we would say, the person who's leading this role is a pain in the neck. (laughs) But she pushed us, and and it really brought benefits. I mean, I don't remember the numbers, but when we started the journey, our overall stress gaining scores were not very high, and our target was to get them to top decile. And it was amazing the improvements that we made over a period of years, just some common sense things in terms of training our employees to understand what they needed to do for the patient. There were some, just some simple things that, that made a world of difference to uh, employee satisfaction surveys so that we really could understand what was going on within a particular work team and then giving them the tools to help change those things themselves makes a world of difference. Yeah, and I think things are going to continue to go down that road, particularly you know, when you talk about things like uh, value-based care and, and wanting patients to be more engaged in their health, to take on more of an active role, which we're starting to see can help drive outcomes, drive better outcomes. Oh, absolutely. And as we know, patient scores, clinicians may say that, that those scores don't reflect the quality of care that's being given. But I think this, the satisfaction probably drives the tolerance for some of the variations that happen in care. Before I forget it, I want to tell you my own little funny story. My first uh, assignment was an interim CIO gig at an organization that, as it turned out, was doing the same patient experience journey that we have been doing at Sharp. And so I, I knew the model. I knew all the buzzwords. 
And I would say that at the time, some people in that organization were not as far along in terms of adopting the model as we had been. And so part of my fun at that organization while I was there was to coach the IT team in terms of their experience model and uh, help them overcome some of their skepticism about its uh, likely outcomes. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's interesting, too, because what I've seen or what I've heard some people talk about is uh, really making sure that, that people on the IT side have that understanding that they're part of the patient care picture and really you know, not, not keeping those worlds separate, but helping them to see the impact that they have. And maybe that's something that hasn't always been a priority in the past. Maybe the uh, commitment of the IT people hasn't been uh, as appreciated as it might have been in the past. And on the technical side, the technicians may not have fully appreciated the contribution that they make by keeping a system running, by making sure that the PC is working properly. And to communicate everything that you do contributes to patient care is an important message. I think for the clinicians in IT, and you'll find many organizations, nurses, respiratory therapists, you name it, they see the work that they're doing as probably a larger contribution than it was when they're only taking care of one patient because they're putting systems in place that help to take care of all the patients. Yeah, very true. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.